the sales sidekick himself, dun, 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 Dan T. Rogers. Welcome to the show, my man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I have to. Some of our last conversations, man. Justin is the matchmaker for entrepreneurs of all time. I swear. he. It's fun, man. When I very first get to meet people that he introduces me to. Well, I love the part in the conversation where I go, aha, now I know why he set me up with this person. And we learned that and discovered that pretty quickly in our first conversation. But I'm really excited to have you on the show. I just wish people could understand the amounts of knowledge inside this guy's head right here. Not the not the big, huge thing. If you're, watching, if you're not watching the video of this and you would like to see access to the video, make sure you go to the website at winjet.com. But if you listen to the audio stream, just to explain, there's a, there's a big, huge elephant right above his head. <laughs> It's like, no, not that inside of his brain. <laughs> so, but yeah, man, I'm excited, man. Let's have some fun. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a good time for sure. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing, man. There's a lot of, there's a lot we can go into. That's, that's just the easiest thing to go into business. Like what got you here? Like, how did you develop this methodology and how you're making an impact on what you're doing? And then maybe potentially books and sales sidekick. And of course, you know, obviously the business where it got really affected by COVID, but it was, you know, point to point transportation, Inc. 5, you know, 5,000 participants for seven years straight, easy stuff to talk about. But let's, I'll, I would like to drive this conversation to really get into actionable steps on how to, rather than talking about, okay, what does it take to be successful as an entrepreneur? What does it take to be, you know, to make an impact with your buyer? Like that's, that's easy stuff. I would like to, cause I know you obviously know my story and we share, a, a, there's a huge alignment there with messages and really being able to make a quick amounts of impact with individuals, companies, corporations, short-term and then long-term. So I would like to talk about that, but I guess for the most part, just to kind of give the listeners a little bit more, understanding of what you're about and how you're able to do what you do on the levels you are. If someone met you, you met in a conference, you remember those days we used to give you like a, uh, a business card. Hey man, take my card. Right? So if someone walked up to you like, Dan, you know, I really liked your conversation about X, Y, Z. Like, can you tell me a little bit more about why you started this company or what you do for a living? Why you do what you do? Is this what you want to do forever? Like, what do you, I get these questions a lot. So like, how do you kind of normally frame that and explain it to, to people? Yeah, so I mean, I think at its core, um, and it's this not this is not a humble play. This isn't false humility. It's actually just it, it's sort of um, arrogance at just exponential level. Like I, I really, I my ego likes to express itself by helping people figure out first what they want, and mm -hmm. then how to get it. And it's it's not I'm not. I'm not bad about it or anything like that, but it's not, I, I'm not Mr. Humble. I'm not trying to say that. It's just, it's a lot more fun to have a conversation, focus on the other person or the other company or whatever, and really figure out where it is they're trying to go. And then mm -hmm. how can we help them do that? Right. It, and uh, I, I don't, that's just how I approached life since 1994. And it's worked so well. I just, I, I just haven't been dumb enough to stop doing it. So really it, it, that in every sort of walk of my life, that's just, it's how can I be helpful? Where is this person trying to get to? And and what, how does my experience or how does my network or how does, how, how, how can I assist them in, in terms of where they're trying to get to? Right. One, that's, that's phenomenal the way you said that, because most people say, Oh, I'm trying to help and I'm trying to do this. And I'm, you know, the, the stuff that normal people say entrepreneurs, I guess, mm -hmm. but I love that. How can I quickly make an impact? Like, what are you really looking for? That's my first question in every sales encounter. 
Yeah. Well, and I, and why? I, what led you here, and where are you trying to go to? Yeah, and and I I also think too that um, there's there's times that whether it's in a professional setting or whatever, um, a lot of us don't always know where we're trying to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I don't like who knows. Yeah, yeah. having somebody sort of help us figure that out is really you can really be a service to somebody, you know. And mm -hmm. and, um, and uh, when I got started in sales, at first everyone I sort of showed up on was was more than a, a reasonable prospect. Like I mean, we I was. Uh, we were a specialized moving company. So it was pretty easy. Like they had big, heavy, awkward stuff or very delicate stuff to move. So there was no question that they were pseudo qualified as a, as a potential customer. And really what sort of sharpened the blades for me was, is that we had success closing people that we should have never done business with in the first place. Mm -hmm. Like they wanted an order taker and someone to tell what to do and what we wanted to do was take all of that work off of their desk, literally the heavy lifting, as well as the management of the details and the organization of all that. So they could focus on higher value work, right? And so what I found I loved, out- I love that you just said that higher level work. It's like, and just not to just interject on this one topic, I wanna make sure that the listeners understand what he means by this. What he means by this, that the, the, the visionaries in the business need to fly the plane. They cannot manage, delegate, do these other tasks that take them away from their zone of genius. This is where I see a lot of mid-level companies trying to get to that multiple eight to nine figures and they fail and they fail fast because they think what got them to that level is going to get them there. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it doesn't work, but please, please proceed. I love this. Yeah, no, I mean, my, my experience since 1994 is that I've been, you know, by the grace of the universe, I've been in the middle of high growth. Like mm -hmm. with, 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 a, with, with the current global pandemic and the recession, um, I mean, I've, I've only got three, three down years like that, 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 that's, that's, that's just the center, the center that I've been in, in the universe. And because it's all been high growth, uh, whether regardless of what role I had in the company or what we were doing, um, we were always focused on moving forward. And, and so there was a lot of folks that we ran into that they, you know, they, they didn't necessarily want to move forward. So that was one thing, but, but back to the sales side, it's by helping somebody figure out what it is that they're really looking for. I think mm -hmm. that's actually a really great service to do. And what I found out quickly in sales was, is that just because we could actually sort of check the box of, of just moving the stuff, that wasn't really what we were offering. What we were offering was the ability to do what, what you were saying was, you know, we're going to give you the opportunity to create bigger value inside of your company. Right. And, mm -hmm. and frequently, you know, initially we were talking to sort of traffic people and then we're highly specialized uh, event company now. So it was marketing people and all that, but they all had cooler things to do. Yes. Shipping logistics, right? I mean, it's like shipping right. logistics are unnecessary. Like if, if we could get away without them, we wouldn't do them, right? So right, let yeah. do that for you and you focus on something else. And so by just getting super clear on that, right? First, we had to clear get clear on what we wanted to do. And then we helped them get clear on what they wanted. And if there was a match, that's great. And if not, then, 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 and you and I, this is something you and I both do is, is then we refer our competition <laughs> or. Yeah, I don't care. There's no competition. I'm, if yeah. I can't, if I feel within yeah. the, my true essence of myself, cause I'm a business professional. Mm -hmm. And if I feel that something else out there can work better for you short-term and long-term, mm -hmm. it's my moral obligation to share that information with you. If you decide at that moment, Chris, I understand what, 
you know, and I appreciate you being honest, mm -hmm. but I would like to stay with you because mm -hmm. I, I, I value you and I, I really want to be here. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, that's, I need to at least give them information. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, and I, I think I slightly misspoke. So, so no, what I, yeah, what it's I, fine. It was refer the, refer the competition. It's what the client or the prospect perceives as your competition. I, right. When, right. When I exactly. Selling, I referred the people they were supposed to work with. They weren't my competition because they didn't do what we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They didn't understand what you're like, what do I do? Like, yeah, yeah I yeah. love this. No, yeah. No, you, you need to work with these folks because that's exactly what they're set up to do. And you'll be a fantastic customer for them. Right. And so, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's helping people figure out what they want. And so, um, yeah, no, that, that's, uh, that's, that's what gets me excited to wake up in the morning is just to, to figure that out and then see how we can be helpful. Being helpful on that type of level takes a high um, amounts of emotional intelligence to really immerse yourself into other people's needs, wants, desires. Cause sometimes you, like you mentioned right at the beginning, when you ask that question, like they don't really know what they want when they get started. Well, once we start digging into their story, digging into the experiences or whatever the situation might be, like I look at it as this when, when I'm working with someone, I was like, I need first I need to establish rapport. Yeah, of course that's easy. That's just, that happens. Some people do it within a second. Some people take, you know, a little while to kind of get themselves in there. I do it just natural ability. Just, I don't have to think about it. It just happens. Getting into rapport. Once I get in cadence, then I'm able to start like going down and going and instead of establishing, like, here's the rules for this call. Here's the rules for this encounter. Here's what I'm going to accept up front. Here's what we're going to do. If any part of this conversation, either you or I don't feel like it's a, if there's any synergy there, then we we go about our day and we don't waste any more time. So, yeah. and I just level of, level of experience that I don't have to think about saying and framing the call that way or framing that encounter. Then I'm able to go deep. Yeah. And then I'll go, well, to be honest with you, you really don't have this type of problem. You have a PR problem. Yeah. Yeah. And then that type of conversation and that just from the very beginning, they go, damn, Chris, I've been looking for six months for the wrong thing. Man, I appreciate you. You know how many freaking like, not like um Christmas cards, but they call it that, like, you know, you get on those lists and you get, they send you like a yeah. Amazon gift card for like 50 yeah. bucks or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, they're like the e-stuff. Yeah. Well, like every once in a while, I'll get one from someone that I had 10 minutes on a call with. Yeah. <laughs> I sent them somewhere else. And he's like, hey, man, I appreciate it. Just wanted to show you a little little appreciation that just means the world to people. Yeah, no, I, I think we, um, at, at point to point, what we ended up doing is we sort of, we reframed and sort of restructured the business that we could sort of do that level of qualification just with our customers. And so mm -hmm. we had customers and we loved our customers and the customers definitely kept the lights on, but we, we really designed and ran the business for our clients. And our clients were the people that really wanted our unique value proposition. Our customers were people that just sort of paid us money to sort of move stuff around or whatever. And, and so we didn't really have those types of conversations with folks um, until they sort of triggered an event in order to, to make that happen. And so um, by the time we sent someone to talk to them, we knew mm -hmm. that there was a high probability, like they had been qualified. I mean, first they had to get qualified just to become a customer. Like, you know, they, they qualified themselves to become a customer. Then they had to do enough work with us to, to say we should go talk to them. And so at that point, it's you're, you can be fairly certain that there's at least an opportunity there. There may or not, they may or may not want what it is the opportunity is, but there's an opportunity there. And I think a lot of salespeople um, don't spend enough time qualifying at all or they start qualifying in person right it's like 
know what you do well enough that you can you can you can eliminate 90% of the planet before you even talk to them do do all of us a favor and be good enough at your craft with the people that you're going <laughs> to shocking shocking yeah. this is this is some shocking information ladies and gentlemen yeah. just like letting you know yeah, yeah. well i mean and look i'm going to totally freewheel here cuz i i know that we we're, we're we're sort of the same dude with a different goatee but but um <laughs> uh, no goatee but but yeah, yeah. right i get it. Like, I, i'll get one if i could grow one but um mm -hmm. no so it, it's like the financial planners that send me emails that want to start a relationship with me. It's like, look, let's just say I have some money. If I had it, would I be dumb enough to start a relationship over email? Like right. that is so grossly ineffective that on a, like a moral level, I can't even do business with you. It's mm. like, if you're that ill prepared at your craft, I cannot reward you for such ineffective behavior. You know what I mean? It's I can't stop myself from correcting people. Does this shit actually work? Yeah. That I, I can't, and you know, maybe I'm just like one of those people. I, I You can't help the world. I mean, the only way you help the world is at one time, you know, every, every once in a while, just do what you got to do. I can't, can't solve, can't solve everybody's problems, but every once in a while I'm like, you know, I'm just, damn it. Okay. That just pissed me off. All right. I'm going to try to help you out now. So like, here's the, like, does this normally work? I mean, or would people call, have you been cold called and correct them? Oh yeah. No. Well, so here's, all the time, <laughs> here, here, here's the thing, you know, we're fortunate that much like you, we got, we got more than one thing going on. And once you get listed, you know, you list your corporation, yeah. or whatever you get on the, you get on the speed dial. And so, so the folks that answer the phone uh, at all the places, right? Like I tell them, I say, Hey, like, we, we have honor. There's If we're honorable people, we work honorably, right? So you need to be polite. But the reality is, is anybody that knows me, I've had the same cell phone since 1997. <laughs> you know, so anyone right. that knows me knows how to get a hold of me. But mm -hmm. for some reason, it might be somebody. So be polite. And if they have enough game to get me on the phone, then Aaron try to put me on the phone. And then they'll get to stay on the phone with me to the extent they have the game to keep me on the phone. And the last time that somebody had any game at all was a direct mail person, right? And I won't name the company, but it was a big, large direct, they, they, they do mm -hmm. direct mail pieces. I'm not post direct mail, but they kept trying to say, well, you know, do you want to increase your sales by 30%? And I said, well, here's, you, you got great game. You got me on the phone and I, and I like what you're trying to do. And I respect what you're trying to say, but you, here's, here's the first tip. You didn't ask me how much I'm currently growing because yeah. I'm growing at 85% right now. So, so 30% is, a, is less than half of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, there's a little hypocritical uh, in your approach is you're cold calling me to tell me about direct mail. So like, you got to eat your own dog food on this stuff. Right. But, but mm. I'm, I'm a fan and like I'm, I'm rooting for you, but, but I'm not interested. Right. So that's, that's, I think we're sort of the same guy in that regard too, that, I mean, I want to be helpful. If you get me on the phone, full disclosure, you can call and I'll talk to you as long as, 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 uh, as long as you got a game to keep me interested. And I, and I would expect no different from the people that we're going to touch down on, right? I mean, it, it, mm -hmm. whether it's me or somebody on our team, like I said, I mean, do us all a favor and be good enough at your craft that you're only going to engage people in a conversation that you have a very high probability of, A, they're going to think it's interesting and that you can deliver some value in that conversation. And whether, mm -hmm. whether it turns into real business or not, whatever, but you can structure a conversation in a way where you're like, hey, this other person has a high probability of actually walking away slightly better informed or you know a, a slightly better worldview or whatever than they had prior to that conversation and most folks just won't do the work to get that prepared no that they're not going to put in the work because they want the instant gratification mm -hmm. 
this this is where I see there's a huge gap in the marketplace today because people don't realize that we're in an era of sales where all that traditional shit does not no longer pertain. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It might get you through a door, but it's not going to get you to enroll on a very high level Mm -hmm. and a satisfaction ratio over 90% because what's required in today's world. Yeah. So when I have conversations about this, um, this is funny. You triggered my brain. I actually wrote it down just so I didn't forget. You mentioned like, well, this actually worked as email. Like, why would I establish a relationship with a financial advisor that's going to, you know what I mean? Through an email where you don't even know how much money I'm making. And yes, you were right. Once you start getting listed, but man, it's like, <laughs> they come at you and everything's like, they smell the money, you know? So it is what it is. I'm like, come on, dude, like relax, man. Yeah. Yeah. So when I get emails and stuff like this, what I used to do for companies, this is donkeys ago, years ago. Mm-hmm. I used to have, um, I call it course sales pit, right? Um, and then in the sales pit, they would send out emails like confirmation or they'll do this. And I'm like, these emails suck ass. Okay. So here's what I want you to do. See, these are your emails. You wrote these emails. Where'd you get these emails? And they'll hand me, we'll walk into a company even worse. Where's the script? Anybody got a script? I hand me seven different ones. And I'm like, what the, here's the problem. Okay. So it doesn't take long to do, to discover a problem when it comes to sales. So I used to have them print them all out, then go sell and go and read that email to see if you can have a conversation with somebody in other departments of the campus. Yeah. That was like my, that was like my, it was, I didn't go around and follow them. Yeah. They were like, Chris, man, like, this is the funniest shit that's happening in this campus, campus yeah. in like five years. And I'm like, I was like, I already know what's happening. I've, I've already done this story before. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I, well, it, it's, it's funny. My, my personality lends to this approach anyways, but I did, mm-hmm. I did hear it. Um, like the only official, like sort of official training I ever did is I did a sort of a self-immersion 72 hour uh, the psychology of selling of Brian Tracy. They were on CDs because it was nineteen seventy seven. Yeah. That's like that's it. That's that's where, where uh, I did it too. I think it's probably the same thing. Yeah. But it yeah. was in nineteen ninety seven. It was like when I was in. Yeah. I was still in the navy. I was in the military, but I was you know they give you like the, um there was actually cassette tape. There's old cassette tape in the library of the um, JFK so, as a carrier. It was an old, they have a, a library in there. It's like a floating city, right? Yeah. But they had, it was Brian Trey. I was like, oh yeah, I'll listen to this. I thought it was motivational stuff, but I was like, oh, it's sales. Yeah. Okay. And that was my introduction to sales, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, the, I think it's somewhere in there. Uh, I've touched down on Brian Tracy a couple of times over the years, but, but, but I, I, I know he said it somewhere, but, but he talks about, and other people have said this, the problem with doing random acts is that it works. And, yeah. and then, then you, but you don't know what worked. And so, like I said, I have a personality that definitely lends itself to sort of systematic sort of performance, good, bad, right, or wrong. Like it's not always, doesn't mean it's always (laughs) right. It just means I do it consistently. And so, you know, if you're consistent about the approach, then you can see what does or doesn't work. Right. Yeah. And, and then, you know, so it's like, oh, okay, well, I thought, I thought this was going to be an engaging conversation. I thought this was going to deliver some value regardless of the outcome, but no, it landed flat. So what do I need to change here? Okay. Well, the first 30% of what I had was solid, but then the rest of this, you know, wasn't there or whatever. Got wordy. Yeah. So it's, it's just about it. And it, again, it just all lends itself that if we're sort of systematic about it, well, then we can sort of make, we can start making the tweaks. Right. And I love that. Sort of love this conversation. I love not to cut you off. I love this conversation is going here. Okay. So here's here's how I was able to put in the, I don't know how many hours it takes someone to be great, but going from good to great, to phenomenal, to unstoppable, those that method took me to start recording myself 
And I was the guy walking around Publix in Charleston, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how old I was. I know I still had hair. <laughs> um, and I was walking through a Publix and I was, I still remember this walking through there and I was listening. Remember the ones you had like a old, the old headsets, you know what I mean? Like I was like, <laughs> I was amazing for old as shit. Boxes, bro. <laughs> no, I wasn't that old. So I'm walking through this aisle and I just screamed out shit, <laughs> like shit. And, and this lady scared the crap out of this old lady. I didn't see her. And I was like, I am so sorry. I, I was the rudest thing I could ever done. And I really apologize, ma'am. I was listening to something and it just, you could tell I startled her. And but I that's how much effort I put in when no one was watching me and I wasn't punching a time clock. Yeah, yeah. I was putting in time listening to what I was saying mm -hmm. because what I was yelling at was myself and not asking the what, when, why, how question and diagnosing mm -hmm. the next set and framing that to, to get them to understand. Yeah. So that's what people don't do because they think, okay. Um, I did a recording the other day for I told you I took it on another con not a contract, but just bridging a gap between both companies. Mm -hmm. So I'm working with them and I said, I want you to write this down guys. So I'm going to give you the secret sauce to everything I do. Mm -hmm. Firm, fair, consistent. Mm -hmm. I am firm, fair, and consistent in everything I do. Yeah. I'm intentional and I'm deliberate. Mm -hmm. It doesn't change tonality might, but what I said does not change. Mm -hmm. It's very, I'm very systematically toned mm -hmm. and dialed in mm -hmm. and pulling threads on what doesn't work and what does work. What does you throw me any objection? I've handled it probably over 200,000 times. Mm -hmm. yeah. I've handled it either on the phone live or in person live or in a mirror. That's how I learned how to sell virtually was through a mirror because I, I was an in person sale, seller. So it was really difficult for me, like moving online. Yeah, it was so difficult because I couldn't move because I'm in a business of moving people, right? That's what we do. Yeah, move them from point A to point Z. Mm -hmm. Well, I have to be able to trigger your emotions to be able to do that and justify a lot. Simple stuff. But I had to. I put a huge mirror up in my office, and I would get on the phone and I would sell myself. Yeah, and that's how I was able to still get the tonality through the phone. If that makes sense. Oh, have you done something very similar or? I mean, what's kind of like your method to help you dial into the nucleus of what makes you great? Well, well, one thing I feel sort of one thing that sort of triggered when you said that is uh, it's sort of funny. Um, so I uh, worked with this woman for about 15 years mm -hmm. and uh, uh, <laughs> she she made this comment and she didn't mean it as a compliment. She wasn't trying to slap me too hard, but she was definitely not. She didn't mean it complimentary. And so I, I supervised her. She reported to me most of those 15 years. And she said, Dan, sometimes talking to you is like talking to a book. You just say the same thing. You've been telling me the same thing for years. And like I said, I don't think she meant it as a compliment, but much to like what you were just saying, I actually took it. I've and, actually had that compliment like that before. Yeah. No, People I, know what I'm going to say. Like, what do you think I'm going to say to you right now? Yeah. Right. Go ahead. Please go ahead. Love it. No, yeah. So, so it was really more that I, I just was very happy that at least we can, we can, we could, we could get her on the phone and she might critique in terms of how <laughs> the message needed some more packaging. But mm -hmm. I just actually took some, I, I took uh, a little bit of, of uh, uh, joy in the fact that at least I was sort of consistently showing up and that mm -hmm. the message was on point. Right. But uh, so some of the things that, that I did that sort of helped 
craft what I call the sidekick mentality is I've got this brain that if I'm not careful, and it's, we talked Colby's, it's a little bit represented in my Colby or whatever, mm -hmm. that like I've got to sort of keep it on the rails. And so I didn't like come with come up with them overnight. It's it, all this stuff is an evolution. It's a process and we're still sort of tweaking all of it. But I have eight restraints. And so a restraint in my world is a self-imposed constraint. So a constraint would be gravity. Like we all like the universe doesn't care about my opinion of gravity. Like it's just like it shows mm -hmm. up and it, it'll wake me out. So so constraints, I don't have any control over. But restraints are things that I can say, hey, I'm not going to do this. Right. And so so that's. That's really more what I've I've tried to keep to help sort of keep my brain on the rails, right? And and to sort of to reinforce that systematic sort of performance. Yeah. I love how you just said that. The universe doesn't have an opinion, doesn't care about, you know, your opinion on, you know, gravity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I, I mean, think about that. I want the listeners to understand how deep that message is. Well, I I'll riff on it a little bit because it's yeah, one of the please. I love it. I love it. That's the first time I've heard it. I've read, you know, of course, a lot of your stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I put myself in your stuff, you know, a lot when I do an interview, but just so that way it's in deep in my subconscious. But yeah, riff on that a little bit, a little bit more in your king's. I'm actually really interested. I love it. Yeah. So, so one of the, one of the restraints is my opinions don't matter outside my own head. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Right. Right. But most of us don't, I, I, I need that restraint because I need a regular reminder. You might need to remind me in like a minute. Hey, Dan, <laughs> your opinion doesn't matter outside your own head, right? <laughs> like, so the first thing is the first sort of part of that is, hey, let's just recognize that I, I might be an incredible special snowflake, but the universe is <laughs> way bigger than one snowflake, right? So right. keep me right sized. We're just a grain of sand on a beach, man. Yeah. To be honest with you, we're, we're literally just a grain. You're not that important. Yep. It, yep. It's, you, you are important to you, but that's about it. Well, you know? The, the way that I would frame it is this way is there's a lot of room between being the center of the universe and a POS, like a piece of shit. Like, mm -hmm. and, and I think by one, several, all these restraints are really just trying to keep me in between those two poles. Right. Like, so, so the way I, I look at it is, I mean, I, I report up to the boss that, you know, you can get spiritual if you want. I just refer to it as the boss. If I'm talking to somebody on, on the phone in the airport and if I start dropping you know, the boss, the boss, they don't think I'm a, they don't think I'm a nut job. So I just refer to it as the boss. That's how I roll. But, but um, like the boss has never reached out to me and said, Hey, Dan, give me, you know, give me three paragraphs on how you feel about gravity. Right. And if he, she, it did, I mean, it's like, okay, thank you. But I've already considered all that. You're already, <laughs> your, your viewpoint is already incorporated in the plan. So the idea that like, I think my opinion matters, it's not that I'm a POS. It's uh, I'm not recognizing that it's already incorporated, but despite my best opinion, apparently the universe runs a different way. Like if yeah. you left it up to me, straight, honest engine, if you left it up to me, Netflix and M&Ms would produce six pack apps. Like that's the rules <laughs> I've made. Like I'll work hard and I've done all this stuff, but if you left me in charge, I would change all of the rules. <laughs> and those are the first two that you're going to go after. <laughs> yeah, you, you see where I'm going on this? Like it doesn't. So like that was great. Opinions don't matter. Right. Like they, it's not, and it's not that I'm a POS. It's like, there are bigger forces at play. Hmm. The sidekick mentality that I try to embrace just reminds me that it's for me personally, like you do whatever I'm, I'm big on personal freedom. So like, as long as everyone's consenting, do whatever the heck you want. But how I, how I try to approach it is 
by by sort of taking the position of the sidekick, I have no choice but to sort of look up. And I don't mean up to the boss or the universe or whatever, but I need to sort of fit myself to something larger that I can support. And for me, for my personality with my character defects, that's a significantly better position than me trying to like rally the troops and like chase the flag and all that other stuff. I try to smile and dial. Like, right. I mean, it doesn't, yeah. people that can effectively do that. And that's what, that's what they're on this planet to do. That's just not my skill set. And there, there is just, unfortunately, uh, I mean, we'll just wear the back of our baseball card. There's people out there that will testify. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that don't give Dan the flag to get us to chase him, you know, get him plugged into something bigger than himself and he can be a valuable part and we can run behind that. But, but mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's just, that's, that's the, 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 the success that I've been a part of has been making myself a shiny part of something much bigger than what was happening. Right. So that's, well, it's easier for positioning as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you have something to justify your crazy. Yeah. I, I have the same issue. Because they, they, people look at me, and especially my advice that I give, it's, I don't know what it is. I mean, people say they have a, they have no filter. That's really a bad thing sometimes because I will, especially if you're on a live show or something, <laughs> you ask me a question. It's not my fault. Like a little disclaimer. If you ask me a crazy question, you might get hit with a real response. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I'm not going to hurt your feelings. And I'll even say it before that. Like, listen, I'm not going to just say this to hurt your feelings, but I'm, I'm going to give it to you raw. I can't lie to you. Right. Yeah. So I'm, all, I'm... <laughs> one, of the rules, one of the ground rules I have for the people that we work with um, is like, look, I'm going to tell you the truth is I perceive it to be all the time. Doesn't mean that it's gospel. It doesn't mean like <laughs> I'm just another clueless human running around. Like I'm not saying like, <laughs> but put I'll, me in a fucking you, loony bin soon. Yeah, yeah, you know? I'll, I'll tell you how I see it. Mm-hmm. And if I think it smells like BS, then I'm just like, that smells like bullshit. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like that, mm-hmm. I've lied. I'm not, I'm not speaking from the top of the mountain. Like I know <laughs> I, I have, I, I have challenges of my own, right? Like, I mean, I'm not, uh, this is all, I have profound respect for the human condition, but like it all has to start with what, what's the largest percentage of reality I can absorb, right? Like what's the largest percentage of reality? I can't clearly absorb hundred percent of it, but the largest percentage I can puts me in a position to be the most effective I can. And the most effective I can be is to be part of something bigger than myself. Like that's just, that's to me basic. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, LeBron's awesome, but, but he's better on a team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. hundred percent. You have to, you have to know your zone of genius, or I guess you would say, go all the way down to the core and the root of yourself because most people, they don't, I mean, I know it's going to sound really, I don't know. A lot of people have said it this type of way, but there's no other way to really say it. If you get all the way down to the truest gifts of your, you were actually born to do when you're doing God's telling you do, and was what you were designed to do. There's no room for nothing else. There's no room for nothing else for me. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what I want to do, why I want to do it. I don't know the difference now between work and play. And I'm I'm a systems guy. I'll look at the system and I will tell you how to manipulate that system to be able to get the result that you're trying to get to morally and ethically. All I need to know is this: what are the moving parts? Yeah. And after that, I go into the dark for about 16 hours and I come out. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. They're like. And then all of them are like, this is not going to work. Listen, <laughs> I, no offense to you. I know that it's a nice, what, bur- Burberry ties at a Burberry. It's really nice. It brings out your eyes. Okay. But listen, okay. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. A lot of people have said this. I don't need you to trust me. I just need you to give me a week. Yeah. You don't need to trust me. You can bad mouth me, talk shit, whatever you need to do. Yeah. But just, I just need your undivided attention for a week. 
I'm not trying to hit the overall outcome. I'm trying to get the needle to move in the right direction. Once I see that movement, then I can make the proper adjustments. And now it's just like a, like a Remember, Um, I was, you know, I was Navy. So we have the best analogy I can give with this. It's like taking a hose and you prime a hose, take a hose that I got all that PSI. Well, I can't turn it all the way up. Yeah. So once I'm able to make sure there's no, you know, no, it's not crack bent, broken, or damaged. You you drove a truck, right? No yeah. missing nuts or bolts or cotter pins. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I drove a truck. I got to make sure there's nothing. It, there's nothing going to come out of this hose. So when I got that, that okay, now we got it. Bring the heat. Yeah, yeah. And then they go, oh, yeah. I'm like, fucking idiots. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, I, think, I think this is why Justin wanted to put us together on uh, mm-hmm. multiple levels. But there's, uh, yeah, no, I mean that's, I, I. Uh, I like trying to help people figure out what they want and how to get it. And how, how, how I approach that mm-hmm. is there's a system. Yeah. <laughs> we may or may not be aware of it. We're probably looking a little too close. We're probably a little too microscopic. We haven't got, I like it. it. Right. But, uh, it, but, and then if, if, if we're thoughtful and we're, you know, uh, we just sort of recognize reality, the rules of the system are usually pretty straightforward. I don't much usually care for them. Like I said, I mean, up to me, Netflix and M&Ms would do the job, but, but, Love but, it. but, but, but peanut, once, peanut or almond. Oh no, no, no. Straight M&Ms, man. Those are not. Okay. All right. Cool. I like it on that too. I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a whole other like rabbit hole, but I was just curious. I, I'm a Puritan man. Like those, <laughs> those are not, M- those are not peanut M&Ms. Those are not almond M&Ms. Those are M&Ms with peanuts. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Use it. They, I haven't, I tried the pretzel ones and all kind of other stuff. I was like, this is too complicated. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just, uh, uh, but, uh, Caramel, all kind of crazy shit. You might be getting to sense why I need a restraint as a reminder. 100%. Yeah. It's like, no, man, I'm original guy. You yeah. Know? <laughs> my opinions don't matter outside my own head, man. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so, if it's not, if you said it right at the beginning of this, if it's not broken, I'm not dumb enough to fix it. You know what I mean? Why would I fix something that's actually, I'm, I'm, I know that I can get to an optimal level. Yeah. And this, and you know, this is, this is actually really important to bring up. And I want the listeners to really understand this and grasp this. You're hearing, you're hearing Dan speak about something that he's done at a very high level, very high level. So when he talks about sales psychic and all these other things, the mind of this gentleman, he knows how to be able to operate during chaotic moments. It sounds like, because I love being in traumatic, it's like, you know, like chaotic stuff. Like when like it could be the world is about the freaking end, bro. I'm cool, calm and you know, like as a cucumber, bro. I'm just cool, calm and collective. I know exactly. And this is my bubble. This is where I live. I'm the happiest son of a gun in the world. Like today, I don't have to break down calls and give people advice. They don't know that I'm breaking it down. I'm breaking it down because I'm still sharpening my blade. Yeah. Even all my level right now. Yeah. Still sharpening my blade. And I'm keeping myself hot. Yeah. And that's 100%. just what I do. So, I mean, do you, as in obviously the waters that you navigate through, right? And yeah. all the level of impact you're making and even the potential book and sales cycle, all these great things. But those rules to kind of live by... Does that keep you in check on not getting too far out there? Absolutely. I mean, I, I think um, one of the things, one, I mean, one of the things that I had to learn. Um, so, so I mean, I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm not stupid, but, but, <laughs> but I'm not the fastest learner. There's times when I grasp things right away, but, but a lot of this stuff, it's sort of, it's just really humbling when I look back and just see how long it took to grab some of these things. But, but um, I tried for basically from 2002 to 2007 to try to do entirely too many different things. 
and they, no, look, it's not about whether our ideas are good or not. Like I eat good ideas are like toilet paper, man. Like they're, like they're pointless until you have an ass to wipe. Like, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't mm -hmm. make any difference. So it's not that the ideas weren't good. It's like, what can you actually execute? Like, oh, there you go. The ding, ding, ding. And the, the, I, I mean, I, the fact that I can generate the idea is sort of pointless if you can't bring it to reality. And so I, I, I was very blessed that I had a brilliant uh, business partner for a long time. And one of the things that he said to me, he's just like, you can't bring up that word ever again. He's like, that idea is over. Just move on. And it was arguably a better idea than point to point, but we didn't have the resources to bring it to market and point to point was starting to take off. So it was just like, you know what? And it was, it's, it's, a, it's, it's embarrassing that it took like at least, <laughs> at least five years to really learn it. And then I'm fortunate that there's one woman that we've worked together for 18 years. There's another one that next week. They'll <laughs> tell you that I still haven't learned it, but I've gotten mm -hmm. considerably better at only really trying to pour energy into stuff that we think we can bring to the marketplace or that we can bring, that we can bring to reality. Right. And, that, and, and so mm -hmm. doing less, but doing, 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 uh, doing less better is is really what i'm trying to do right and, and we're trying to have that impact with other companies as best we can that's a huge lesson to learn in entrepreneurship i think most of us learn it and then the universe forces people to learn it the hard way mm -hmm. i was fortunate enough to be a part of the first one <laughs> that kind of sensed it and learned it before i lost it all or yep. poured my energy into shit, kept doing it where nothing was recyclable and I was like, well, you know, I just felt empty in certain contracts and certain things that I was doing. Yeah, I was making a lot of, I was doing well financially, but I wasn't getting any satisfaction anymore into that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like you walk on stage, just when a podcast came from, and I, I felt like I dropped the mic on the stage and went back up there and tried to pick it up and speak again. Mm -hmm. I was done. I had to move. Yeah. yeah. I was done. I had nothing else to give that brought me any type of, I, I wasn't waking up hungry anymore. Yeah. And that was a problem. Yeah. Like, how do you keep yourself hungry and keeping your, I guess, by being humble, like humbling yourself or, <laughs> well, uh, I, I'm just more curious for myself. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm knocking on wood. Cause I'm hoping, I'm hoping I've learned this. Cause I definitely didn't learn it elegantly. I mean, I straight sauce. I mean, I woke up in 2007, I hated my job huh. and, and the growth we had for, I mean, I bought the company in 2002. So quick play version, $6 an hour burrito roller, uh, did some crazy stuff in the restaurant business. They got into sales <laughs> four years later, bought the company that I was working for. Uh, so 2002 to 2007 started a second company We're we're killing it. We've got eight digits of revenue and profits and all that other stuff. And everything's not eight digits of profit, but yeah. Uh, uh, healthy, healthy, healthy profit on eight digit of revenue. And I wake up and I hate my job. I hate it. And Back when I was a $6 burrito roller, I loved my job. And the big change I made in 1994, a couple of them, but the big one was just to be personally accountable. Like just like absorb the largest percentage of reality you can and just see what happens and and um, just own your own stuff. And and so like I tried, even knowing that, I still tried blaming the employees and, and the customers. And, you know, I mean, I blamed anyone that <laughs> anyone that I could lay my eyes on. But obviously, eventually I looked in the mirror and it was my problem. And, mm -hmm. uh, so then I, so then I asked for help and, and, uh, you know, I, I, I got introduced to, uh, the, the first coach of several and, uh, you know, she asked a very simple question and she said, what's the vision? 
right? We got two companies, we got 50 employees, we got all this, like we're creating all this value and we're wonderful and all this other nonsense. And she's like, what's the vision? And we're in a Starbucks, like we're in a Starbucks and I'm from Seattle. So we're in Starbucks. And she's like, she gave me 45 seconds. It was the longest she ever gave me to speak. That was the first conversation. She started teasing me that she's gonna let me talk, right? And so, so, so then she's like, stop, 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 stop. And she's like, I have no effing idea what you just said, but whatever mm-hmm. it was, it's not a vision. And if you don't have a vision, you can't articulate a vision. If you can't articulate a vision, you can't share it with other people. If you can't share it with other people, you can't ask them what to do. If you can't ask them what to do, they can't do what you want. No wonder you hate your job. I would hate working for you. And my mm-hmm. response was, you're hired. Right. <laughs> Whatever you do, you're hired. <laughs> like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, I, you know, um, so. And good for her of actually yeah. saying that to you. Yeah. Yeah. So. So what we did behind that was we did the hard work of cleaning up the vision. We fired 70 cents on the dollar of the customers that didn't fit into what our new vision was. And this is 2007 going to 2008. And then the recession hit and took another 70%. Mm. So like 91% revenue drop, uh, which sort of set us up for the, to, to have an idea what a global pandemic would look like, quite frankly. But, but uh, um, anyway, so that- <laughs> Like, I got, got, got a lot of data. We're good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got to that place and we rebuilt from there. And um, running into COVID, uh, prior, pre-COVID, um, you know, we grew that, that, that initial vision. Uh, we were able to stay inside that initial vision to roughly two and a half times where we were when we took it apart, right? And, and, and that's, that's, that's how, I mean- uh, uh, how I stay hungry or whatever is I remember how miserable it was to hate my job when there was no reason to hate it. Mm. Like there wasn't, I I've had more than one bottom. Like, like when you, when, when you're at Me the too. Bottom, bottom, right? Like that's one thing, but when you're at the bottom and there's nothing wrong, it just sucks. That's, that's sort of worse, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's no, like, well, if I had this or I had this, like when you have mostly everything you want and you're still not happy, that's a really crappy place. And that's where I was. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I had, I mean, I had a, a life that was way better than I deserved, but I didn't want to go to work anymore. And I'd always- We're so similar. Work. We're so freaking similar. It's insane. Yeah. That was exactly the the bottom for me is that I finally got everything I could potentially ever want out of life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want this shit. Mm-hmm. This sucks. Yeah. I, I felt like I was bored. That was more the feeling that I felt. Wasn't like I wouldn't say I hated my job. I just hated the life that I created. Yeah. Well, I, I think what I, I mean, I, I, there's some people that probably have some strong opinions about what I did and they've earned them for sure. But, but, uh, <laughs> but I think, I think as best I can tell is I sort of lost myself in trying to be the CEO business owner guy, instead of just like showing up and being helpful and trying to figure out where people want to go and how to help them get there. Cause that's what I lost. Once we sort of got plugged back into that, then, I mean, there were still plenty of mistakes to be made and lessons learned and all sorts of stuff mistakes at full speed for sure. But, but that I, I have not hated my job since then. Like, I mean, and, and, and it's uh, good for you. Yeah. I mean, there, there's still, and it shows too. You wouldn't be right now. You wouldn't be where you are. Right. I mean, if you didn't really enjoy, I mean, you could tell when someone has a, un, you know, has a fuzzy like vision and they are just not really tapped into their true selves. They're, putting on they have too many masks to even know which one they have on like they're walking out of the room like which which color mask do i have on today you know like yeah. they have no idea they're just being reactive through time i actually wrote down it's probably a good eight years ago i was like i need to i'm going to force myself to be uncomfortable and always wanting to know what i don't know mm-hmm. 
And just so, and just so the only way to really get to that point is to start, I guess, shedding layers. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, what else do I need to know? Okay, yeah, that shit worked, but what else? What am I missing here? Mm -hmm. And that was the radical transformation pivot point for me. Was okay, even even in my biggest wins, I started breaking down. I wouldn't say competition, but breaking down other companies. Why didn't they catch on to this quicker? You know what I mean? Like, or like whatever that type of metric metric was, depending on situation. Like, man, that's interesting. Like, like I'm I'm huge on being able to knowing what buttons to push, even with enemies. I know what buttons to push because I I have I know your human behavior now. Once I have it in the same way with people, like well, like just some in business encounters. Once I learned and kind of get an understanding and a grasp on how you go about making decisions. I know exactly what I need to push to be able to get the result that I'm looking. And I think that's what I think, in my opinion, sales, the best sales people I've ever been around, they never sold. They're just phenomenal leaders. Mm -hmm. yeah. Phenomenal leaders. So technically you're leading yourself and leading someone else. And the only way to get someone else to follow or believe in what you're saying, you need to be able to lead yourself and they need to, and they need to show. In my opinion, would you agree with that? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think we're definitely saying the same thing. I might add a slight twist to it. Um, and this goes back to con constraints and just trying to align. Sure. Universe. So, and I, I keep talking about gravity because it's real, right? But like gravity's pull, like it's pull. There's no push. There's, I, as far as I can tell, there's no push in the universe. Like it's mm. just, it's a pull. It's a hundred percent pull system, right? And so, you know, we can, we can get systems thinking and start talking all sorts of stuff, but like, like at its core, like, I think we, we, we live inside of a, we, we exist inside of a pull system. And so, so as best I can, I try to pull, you know, try to lean into the pull. So to me, it's more about, have I done my work? Has my team done the work have, has, as a company? Have we done the work that we've crafted a conversation that we can let somebody else sort of discover for themselves what it is they want. Right. Because, mm. There's, I like that a lot. Yeah, I, mean, I, I just, like I said, I, I paid the price of closing people that we should have never done business with. And then this is where I say I'm a knucklehead and I, I just, I'm, I'm slow on some of this stuff. Then I used to sell jobs, right? And it's like, oh my God, you can't sell people because then the employees come to work for you and then you, you employ them and they're yeah. in your company, right? Like our companies, all the companies that I'm a part of, like you, we, we simplify stuff. So we think there are clients in the world and there are vendors in the world and one isn't better than the other. But if you're going to work at one of the companies that I work with, like you got to be a vendor. We, we serve clients. I don't even yeah. know how to be a customer. I like it. Yeah. I, I, I've had the same number two for 17 years. She's the, the, the real reason why we've been successful is that, is that professional marriage. There's no question. When, when, when I need to be a customer, we send Christine. Cause I don't even know how to do it. Like I'm an awful customer. I'm an awful, awful customer. And again, it's not Mr. Humble. There's this level of ego and grandiosity that I have that yeah. I want to deliver at this huge level of like, Hey, let's make you be super successful. Right. And so I don't know how to say, well, this is what, this is what I think we should do. Right. And then, then I'm, I'm a crazy awful customer because I expect the, the service providers to act the way that I want to act, which is hundred percent job to do that. Right. So it's like, okay, Christine can be fair and reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like you, you, yeah, you go there for that type of tender, yeah, loving yeah, care. Like you, so, I'm just going to throw this little love out to her. I mean, it's so funny because so many bozos, they're just total bozo salespeople would show up and they try to sell me something. And because I have respect for everybody, I'm like, look, man, this is who you have to sell. If she doesn't like it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, it's irrelevant. It's true. Yeah. It's so freaking true, man. 
and I'm oh my gosh. I'm not trying to keep her happy because I'm afraid of her. I'm trying to keep her happy because she's smarter and better at that yes. part of our business. Well, you need to you need to have those people within your executive staff. Like I there's people that I'm not the person that I'm gonna say yes to everything. Well, we're I'm the worst. That. I'm the I'm yeah, I'm I just I don't want to let people down. Yeah, we're like sure. <laughs> sure, I'll make it work, I'll figure it out. Fuck it. I don't <laughs> so <laughs> But I have learned, I used to have a, a manager. I got, you know, obviously um, moving over into the, some of the deals that we've done. I'm not going to disclose it right now. I don't get spoiler alert for people. But um, he, he goes, you already have that type of personality anyway, Chris. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm like, hey, Chris, what I would like for you to do. Yeah, okay, great. Give him a manager. I'm like, awesome. It's like, now he's the asshole, not me. <laughs> but I had that also in business because they're the ones that are going to put together the reports and put together the pro proposal to make sure it works. Mm -hmm. I'm the one they, when they bring me that, then I'm going to go, uh, so what would you like to do? Yeah. <laughs> and then, cause it doesn't really matter to me. Like, yeah. what would you like to do? I'll, I'll make it, we'll make it work. But he was like, I don't like it. I'm like, well then tell him no. Bye. So that's just, it's, it's actually really important. Is that, I'm going to, I'm actually going to say this. I really wanted to say this to you because of, even from our last conversation, I know how you develop this type of philosophy and also tying into the methodology, just the whole brain work behind what you do. It's very exhausting for most people. If you're not dialed into the true source and it sounds like that's something that we both share, like that's my happy place, bro. I'm breaking down stuff like this. Mm -hmm. Most people will lose their freaking mind. Like I, that's where I'm happy. Like I lose a couple of days when I go into dark. <laughs> Like, yeah. how does that, like, from those, like, tweaks that you made and then seeing the cause and effect from those results and then matching up to previous results. I'm like the guy in the lab. One of the guys, um, Adam Shively, called me the, the mad scientist. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had this on my desk. Once like someone got me. It's like creative genius, right? So, you got, I think I showed you the last time. I don't know. I can't remember. That's what that yeah. picture is all about right there. Right, yeah, it says it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have a friend of mine got me, uh, yeah. Albert Einstein, him ride, riding one of those big, huge bikes. Yeah. <laughs> Looking like an idiot. So that's me. So yeah. I want to ask you this because I just really wanted to pick your brain. How do you kind of like try to, is it, I know how I suffer from this. I try to explain it big picture and they couldn't grasp it. And it took me a while to kind of get them to see the vision for itself. Mm -hmm. if for an entrepreneur out there or for someone that is a visionary, and they are phenomenal flying planes and they come up with phenomenal ideas. This is hard for entrepreneurs. I think what's happening in today's world, especially with podcasting, everyone thinks they can build anything. But if you don't have a business type of knowledge, you know, what's your go-to-market strategy? What's your budget? Is it is what you own patentable? Yeah. Do you have the finances to be able to get the legal advice and to apply those copyright and rights reserved for your product to for protection. And these are all the things I'm going to keep, I can keep going all the way down this hole. But when I start asking people these questions, they're like, no. And I'm like, well, well that's why you're not in this role to see my point. Yeah. Do you feel that that, what kind of advice would you give someone that has a great idea? Yeah. And like in that business advice, like what would you, what would you say to them? So I, I think um, just sort of more full disclosure and I've loved the conversation and all that. So, so um, uh, people that know me well know that uh, when my, when my brain and heart connect, I get animated and they, they, mm, they, uh, like that. they, they're able to discern that that doesn't make me extroverted. It just means that I'm animated. Right. But I actually enjoy the whiteboard by myself. And it's not that I don't like people. I just like, 
the whiteboard. I, I'm super highly, highly analytical. I like big, abstract, crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, I mean, you got to be a whole other level of crazy to 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 want to do that. So to get back to your point about like how would I talk to other people or what advice would I would give is the first thing that I would remember it, or first thing that 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 I had to learn and it's sort of like a core tenet to me is and I said it a little bit already is ideas are easy man like they're easy like I I could generate we the two of us could come up with 500 businesses in 10 minutes like I mean and have time and have time to talk English football, you know, on the back end. For, that. Yeah, on a, on a, for a little bit sitting on the balcony, smoking a cigar, like, oh, yeah, like who won a game last night? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, so, so ideas are pointless. I mean, like, you need one, but like, they're sort of pointless. So, so a bis, business, from my perspective, is a system, right? And systems have mm-hmm. laws that we need to obey. And I think there's three basic core uh, subsystems to every business, right? And, and the, the first sort of law of the system is there are no special snowflakes. Mm. Like, and, and the way that I like to explain it to people is like, look, people don't line up to buy iPhones anymore. Like sooner or later, even the coolest, sexiest people on the planet become completely average, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you weren't a special snowflake to begin with. The market was fooled for a moment. It will respond appropriately. And sooner or later, you're gonna just have to be a badass business or what I would say a system. So the, 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 that would be the first thing is don't, as much as you love your idea, love it, but don't re, don't make it bigger than the system itself, right? So then if we look at it, you and I are talking primarily about that first subsystems of, of, of marketing and sales. Then there's a second subsystem of produce it and deliver it. And then the third subsystem of, you know, uh, get paid for it and pay for it, right? You know, admin, finance, all that good stuff. Right. So to me, the first the first thing that you have to do is you have to become viable across that. And how I would have how I would evaluate it if I was going to go try to help somebody or somebody asked me for help. The first thing I would do is I would say, okay, here's how we see a system. I repeat everything I just said. And say, okay, on a scale of one to ten, let's look at this first bucket on a scale of one to ten in comparison to whatever your competition or at least the other people in the marketplace on a scale of one to ten. How good are you? at sales and marketing, right? And they say it's a six. Okay, fantastic. Let's do that again for the second bucket of the second subsystem of produce it and deliver it, right? And they say they're they say they're an eight. Okay, great, fantastic. Okay, and then on the third one, you know, get paid for it and pay for it. How, you know, how good are you in comparison to other companies your size? They say they're a 10, right? Okay, great. So we got six, eight, 10. We add that up. You're 24. And I'd say, congratulations. The game is to get to 24. If you're 24 or better, you're viable. If you're not 24, it doesn't matter about your idea. You have to improve <laughs> I like three that. subsystems to get to 24 because you don't have a business yet. <laughs> you don't have mm-hmm. a system yet. You just have an idea. My, I, I have. I love my children. They're almost six and almost four. They have ideas. I don't mistake them for businesses, right? I mean, like it's, <laughs> you know. Oh <laughs> man, I love this conversation. I have had thousands of ideas. I've had much better ideas than point to point or sales sidekick. None of those other ideas have delivered the value to the marketplace that we serve, like the like like point to point. And that was, that, right? I have been on yeah. I don't know how many hours of recordings. I've been on I've been on hours and hours and hours of recordings and interviews, and no one's ever given made me like like I literally wanted to jump out of my body when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> that was that literally that was the 
best, like, like six year old or four year old man. They have ideas, but I don't mistake those for businesses. Yeah, like, no, I mean, it, it, but, but in all seriousness, so true, man. I, I, I want to try to say this because for the listeners, maybe this will make it because I, I, I like having a good time. One of the restraints is if you're bored, you're boring. Like, that's, yeah. So it's like, hey, if we're not having fun, we're not doing it right. So I try to keep it light, but it's all based on something. Everything, it freaks people out. Like, people think, Dan, I, I'm not flying the ink. I got tattoos. I got all this stuff. They think, hey, he's some circus freak or whatever. Then they meet me and they're like, holy crap, this dude's like highly analytical. And it's all based on like stuff. Like, I think the, I think the greatest people in the world are a little wackadoo, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. so to, get, to get back to try to help some people about the special snowflake syndrome, right? Okay, so here's the thing is when I was active on the front line of point-to-point, of point, by the grace of the universe and all seriousness, what we did is we point-to-point point still does if they ever, when they come back, is it supports the largest corporate events on the planet. That's what we do. We have a world-class offering where we can, we can make things happen that people didn't think was possible. We can take back-end cost and 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 allow clients to move it to the front end to improve attendee experiences it's phenomenal what we can do if you let us do it right and because we were so good at doing it we got to sit in when i was active on the front line of the business other people on the team did it as i as i quote unquote ran the company or whatever but we would sit in these planning meetings of of, of the greatest global brands on the planet today like I, I won't mention them we'll let them we'll let them defend themselves that they do business with this crazy person but like you've all i mean we've heard of them. Like we've heard of them. We've, we work with some of the most successful brands. Uh, they would talk about, and I, I, I'd watch them fall in love with all of their ideas, but because I'm 52 years old and because a lot of these relationships go back to the nineties or whatever, like they've all had to continue to reinvent themselves. hundred percent. All, all these businesses are exactly the same. And if, if, if Apple, we don't work with Apple, full disclosure, but but if Apple can't get people to line up for iPhones anymore, whatever you think your amazing idea is, it isn't that great. Like it just isn't. Like and yeah. if you if you're Peter Diamandis or something like that, okay, well, like, don't listen to me in the first place. But if you're semi of this planet, your idea isn't better than an iPhone. And yeah. even if it is, it's still at sooner or later, you're gonna have to play by the laws of the universe which is that you have a system, like you have a system. And so it's just more just trying to say right size with your idea. You can have passion for it, but if you can't perfect the system of running the business, then you can't create that value in the marketplace. Yeah. You can take anything you've ever made in my life and you take it all away from me, bro. Like I'm going to be right after it tomorrow. Like it's, yeah. it doesn't really matter to me because I understand the systematical approach yeah. behind how to navigate through what I need to do. I already know now that I've broken, feel like I've broken a code of me, not everything else around me. Yeah. And this is where I, I give, I, I said this to a huge audience once and they were just like, what the was he talking about? It's like, listen, it, it's, I don't care. You might be the best salesperson in the world. You might be able to convince me to jump off a building naked. Um, I don't know. Like, but I'm really easy to convince, you know, sometimes because <laughs> you, okay, you yeah. tap into my emotional side. I'm like, I just want to have a good time and yeah. I'll, you know, selfishly enough, I just want you to feel good. So I'll make it happen, whatever it might be. Yeah. The point is that's like, you could be the smartest person when it comes to finance could be the, you know, most, uh, you most, most creative when it comes to marketing and, and tapping into the emotional side and justifying with logic and 
on that on that side to all your prospective buyers without making them feel like they're going to be scared or scarcity tactics and doing it in the more ethical way. Great. I don't give a shit about none of that. What I do care about is how adaptable to change are you? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's pretty that's, simple. The, the, the benefit uh, for, for those of you that are watching on video, you already figured it out. So I'm, 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 I'm bald. I'm 52. I'm five foot seven, five foot seven and bald. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I didn't, people didn't cross the room. <laughs> I don't, I, but my, 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 my life experience does not have people crossing the room to engage me. Uh, and it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Mm. And then I like the I like the way you just said. I like the way you frame that too. Like I mean, you know, you get a couple companies or whatever, then a couple clowns chase, but they're easy to see. But like I don't. That's not. <laughs> I, I have a great life, but it's not part of my story. It's like people are like, oh my god, we got to go right. And then because I was a shipping guy, doing highly specialized shipping inside of a marketing space, like I, we just never made it to the curb. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I never got higher than the curb. Like there there would be people that we knew. For 10, 15 years, they loved and respected us and knew we were better and all that. Like, sorry, like you're you're $10 more. <laughs> and we're not going to give you the order, right? So it was, but it's a massive blessing because what we had to do was focus on how can we create, not add value. Add value is like, like 1990, man. Like create value in a way that will convince people that you have a good idea. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. It's like you almost got to, you have to, it's not about built companies being the face of the company. And now what I'm doing is a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I might've come up with the idea and put the framework there and having the official partners. Justin's one of those, mm-hmm. obviously a PR side of getting into top 1% of obviously giving someone, you know, access to the elite. And that's what he does. Yeah. But me being the face of what I'm doing right now is just an initial for me to explain the vision and everybody else sells it. I don't have to sell it. Yeah, no, I think where we're, we're, we're totally on the same page is, is that because of this, <laughs> this wackadoodle personality <laughs> that I have is, is whether I liked it or not. And, you know, we got to benefit it. Like, I mean, I was, I was sort of the face and the personality of the company, but like anyone that was like even remotely paying attention, like the entire story is always like, there's all these other tremendously talented people that are actually delivering Mm -hmm. on the wackadoodle personality. Right. And so then because of the wackadoodle personality, we just built systems on top of systems encased in systems. And then, cause I was in charge, I got to do things that I I, I got to take an approach to sales and marketing that, that I don't think I would have been able to do if I was working for somebody else. Right. And so we designed and built a company in a different way where you don't have to have a personality uh you, you don't need a wackadoodle <laughs> character <laughs> to be successful we've figured out a way to to sort of structure a company and structure systems where if you're focused on first putting into the marketplace if we first put the value in they will then come across the room they will come across the room to do business with you right? i like that a lot i like that approach because what, most what, people what, don't think of it that way what one point of clarification mm-hmm, they please. never cross the room to talk to me but point to point, because of all those other great people and all those other great systems, we that's had, exactly where I was going with it. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> we had companies cross the room to do business with our company. Like they never, mm-hmm. they never came to talk to me, which mm-hmm. was which was the me- the best compliment we could have. I mean, we we had a string of adding a customer uh, a week for six and a half years without a sales team, without a. Sales oh wow! Good for you, man. 
a customer just to be clear this is total like i, I don't I, I definitely don't mind telling talking about what we did i don't i don't like to hype what we're going to do but i'll definitely tell you what we did like a buddy of mine says it isn't bragging if it's true so so a customer in that in, in point to point is a whole new corporation like a whole new corporation i'm not talking about like we work with this fortune 100 company and so we're working with sally and now we're working with Susie. like we're supposed to get that we're a professional company we added a new corporation a week for six and a half years Good for you, man. A sales team, and that now full disclosure, we might have lost forty in a week because, like I said earlier on in the conversation, the way that we've designed our system is we have customers that we love, and we're happy if they call us, and we love them just as much if they don't, and then we build, design, and run our business, our system to service the clients that we're really that we're really working with. Right. And so oh. the customers get a great experience. Like, I mean, they're not complaining or if they are, then they, they don't come back. But I mean, like we deliver on what we say, but everything that we're really doing, all the energy, all the passion that we're pouring into is for those client relationships. Right. right. And so, so it shows, it shows, it shows in everything you do. Yeah. Customers come and go and not in a bad way, but they, they, they choose to come and they choose to go. And then again, like I said before, there's a triggering event based on what your business is or what your system is that then you, then you have a, an informed conversation with a completely qualified paying customer to see if they're interested in becoming a client. Right? I love this. Trying to help people to do. I mean, I, I think we just haven't held businesses to 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 the proper standard, and the sort of sales kick or the sales sidekick approach is to to sort of take business to that level where it's like let's design a system where that's how we interact with our marketplace. You know, it's funny, man. I didn't, I knew that how we're aligned and synergetic we were when we very first spoken, like, you know, when then obviously getting you on the show and that's the only times we've ever had a conversation, but I feel like I've known you for a long time because, it, or at least I wanted to know you for a long time because, because literally I, I can't tell you how blue in a face I would become. I'm like, listen guys, like, I don't give a shit. If you, you could be the best salesperson in the world. Like top of freaking man, you can hustle freaking Dolly Parton out of her drawers. I don't care, bro. Like you could do whatever, but you don't have a system that matches your greatness. Yeah. Cancel Christmas. At some point, I'm gonna get you. Well, two two things I throw in on that. Um, so the first the first thing is, and I learned this a lesson, man. I had to learn it the hard way. Um, really had to learn this one the hard way. This is part of the Dolly Parton's drawers or no? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Dolly's got standards, man. <laughs> so no, this is some of the learning from 2002 to 2007, right? Is, is I, I, um, I used to think about, I didn't think about the business. I mean, when I talk about, I, I think of it as a system that was an evolution. That was a process. I just certainly didn't think that way about it in 2002. I thought it in more sort of traditional business terms. And so I sort of, thought about like, I've got this Lamborghini because we're a high growth company and all that. And really the way that I choose to look at businesses, whether I own them or I'm helping them or not is of those three subsystems, whichever ones, like you gotta get to 24, right? So you could be, you know, arguably the, the, the lowest you could be is a 10, four, 10 or a four, 10, 10 or whatever. Right. But, but four is the lowest score that you can have and still get to 24. What I would encourage an entrepreneur, a business leader, if that's if that's what your model is don't think of yourself as these two great tens think of yourself as a four because that's mm -hmm. really where you're at that's really where you're at that was i like that tough, super tough for me to learn and then the other thing i would throw out there about you know 
Dolly Parton, uh, which is again not in my not in my. Background. I don't know where that came from, by the way. Yeah, I, right, but but to give you an idea of like what quote unquote salespeople look like in in my universe, <laughs> I won't I won't use the names because everyone deserves to tell their own story. But we closed a uh, uh, a very successful company that, in very short order, was going to get acquired by a very large company, a publicly traded company. And the person on our team who closed that account prior to working for us was a paralegal. <laughs> like, I mean, like that's she was a very competent paralegal, and as I understand it now, thanks to COVID, she's she's back in that industry, killing it. Right? We didn't we didn't have salespeople. Right? We had people that could follow a process, that could follow a system. I love that man. Right? Like, I mean, and, and it's it's not. Uh, yeah, it's it, it. It. I just don't think we're holding businesses to the right standard. We figured out how to take businesses today have definitely mastered how to take out of the marketplace. We just haven't figured out how to pour enough in that people mm -hmm. want to do business with us. Right, man. I love this. I can I can talk to you for hours. I'm going to be conscious of time here. Yeah. I think did I mention to you how many? That's where I go for salespeople. Is I go to the food and service industry. If I go out to eat and someone's really helped. Did I mention this to you? Yeah, yes. We talked talk a little bit about it. Yeah, a little bit. About it. Okay. I was, I was like, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I was sleeping. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah, I was dreaming I, of this. I, I think, again, it's not their fault, man. Like, I mean, I, I think most people, like the overwhelming majority of people are, are going to work every day trying to do the job that some yeah. like us has asked them to do. And so, like, I hold the people in charge more responsible. It's like, are you providing good direction? And unfortunately, most quote unquote salespeople are working in systems with really flawed systems, with really bad ideas, with really, really bad, uh, what we would call routines, activities, and tasks. Like that, all those words all mean things to me. Like, but, but that's like, it's just, it's, it's, it's not, it's not so much their fault. They think they're doing the job. They're, they're attempting to give their best effort to do the job that some knucklehead has asked them to do. Right. And so, um, no, I, I think, uh, we, we just, we just need to think differently about what a business or a system can be and, and what really should drive it. And to me, what should drive it is, are we, are we sort of earning our spot in the universe in terms of the value that we're creating in the marketplace? Right. I love it. Yeah. Uh, man, well said, even those that I do respect the fact that there's some people out there are just as methodical and systematic as I am mm -hmm. when it comes to systems or something, I don't know, or what works. Like I'm not, I, even when I've had staff and leading a team, I'm like, listen, I'm just saying you need to follow this to hit the numbers that we need to get to the metrics. Okay. That's all I'm telling you. You can develop your own system to be able to inside of that system, whatever's going to work for you. Doesn't matter. As long as I get to these numbers and you're doing it more ethically in lines with the mission statement. Other than that, bye Felicia. You know what I mean? I can care less, man. Yep. Like, is it, is it, so how much, Chris, uh, I work salary. Okay, great. I know. Um, do you, have you talk to HR? Like, who's your boss? Right. It, yeah. <laughs> right, like I'm sure, and there's a chain of command here, but I'm I'm happy to have a conversation with you if you want some direction and educate you a little bit. But yeah. he goes, well, help me. Um, if you can help me understand something, like if I'm only if I'm working eight hours and I'm not making the money that I want to make, am I willing to work overtime? I said that's a great question. Hmm. That'd have been a phenomenal question for your, you know, obviously your manager or leader. But yeah. here's the thing: if you're not hitting your numbers, you work salary. It's not like you get paid you know, for base salary at all. Do you? And he's like, no. And I was like, well, get your ass on the phone. What are you sitting here talking to me for? You know? So yeah. see what I'm saying? Like yeah. the initiative people are waiting for, like, what are you looking for in that situation? Are you looking for me to pat you in the back and say, good old boy, you thought of something? Yeah. 
I, I don't really care about your the idea. I just want you to make it happen. That's what I look for. Yeah. Well, you know, I, so what one of the so again, I mentioned him before. I had a business partner and he was he he is, he's still alive. He's, he he was and still is brilliant. He's a very humble, uh, great, great guy. And this really doesn't do him justice, but 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 he he said something and it was like the like most obvious and most profound thing at the mm -hmm. same time. And he said to me, he said, and this was early on, man, this is early on. He's like, you know, Dan, most people are average. And, and I was like, uh, yeah, like that's like saying most people are human or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, hello. Mm -hmm. Right. But what he was trying to remind me was, is that like, we have to build systems that humans can work in. Right. And, and so that's when I really went to task of like, I mean, and I, I learned this actually in the restaurant business. When I first started, I, at one point I hired all the people in the company. We had, you know, 300 something people and 50 stores and all this other stuff. And, and I had to give up the dream of hiring Michael Jordan and, and Venus Williams. Like I had to give up that dream because you can't get them. That's not, a, that's not a business model, right? So it's mm -hmm. like, okay, how do I hire average people to get, you know, to get the results that we need? And so that's why I just kept leaning in on the systems. But, but um, yeah, Love no, it, I, man. I think- I think that that uh, to to remember that that most people are average, um, then puts the responsibility on me and leadership to design a system that average people can deliver extraordinary results. And that's can. Where, yeah, yeah, that's 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 where the only way that we get there is with the system, right? And, only, and especially for those who have never accomplished anything great in their lives, you think about what you just did for them. You just. You've actually proved, allowed them to prove to themselves that they're actually worth, like worth something. Yeah. And you mentioned that that line between great and piece of shit. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. they've been probably been told they're a complete pos their whole lives. Yeah. And they're working at Chili's one day, and here comes my crazy ass sitting down, yeah. and in a business meeting, and then next thing you know, it's chaotic in there. Like, to just let's paint a scenario just for a second. I've been in this yeah. situation, like chaotic, loud. You got a loud family next to you, probably Italian like myself with hands and all kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. screaming, and then there's this guy who walks up, calm, cool, collective, and goes, "You know, what would you like?" You know, you could tell that he's the introvert, but you could tell he's putting he's with his talk about that mask, and obviously yeah. you're. You know, just animated. <laughs> you tell you got animated and, you know, yeah. trying to have a conversation. Every time something would spike up, he calmed down. And I'm telling a story about somebody and I'm going to circle back to this. This is important. Then he goes, well, what would you like to have? And he's not writing anything down. Mm. Nothing. It's not even like blinking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he's hearing what everyone's saying to a T. Yeah. And the guy that I was um, sitting down for dinner, it was a bunch of us. He goes, you might want to write this down. He goes, no, I'm good. Trust me. Uh -huh. And he's like, no, I'm good. I appreciate your, appreciate your concern, sir. But I remember yeah. even as we're, you know, and I was like, okay. And he was really polite, nice gentleman, yeah. walked off, came back. And I'm talking about to the freaking tea, yeah. the steak, the, to the salt on the side, to this, all this other thing. This is, I'm talking about like all the cart meals, yeah. you know, like yeah. it was, it was like great. It was like everyone got a bunch of sides, you know, everything yeah. through like all kind of stuff. I was like, I was like, this is you in school. <laughs> so are you in school course? You know, this is money picking you up all the job interview. <laughs> yeah. I was like, so what do you, you go to school? Yeah. 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 It's like, and that conversation led to a year in training, being around sales yeah. and he's produced multi-million dollars now. Yeah. And he worked with me for about eight years Yeah. and he has his own show. He has his own stuff. He has his own businesses. We're still best friends. Yeah. Met him when he was that young, right? So 
That goes to show you had nothing to do with sales, had nothing to ever want to do in sales. Yeah. He just want. I just love people that can deal with chaotic moments, mm-hmm. like there's nothing going on, mm-hmm. and be able to listen to very small details. Mm-hmm. And if you're able to do that and to be that organized, you're hired. <laughs> yeah. Well, let, let me let me run this one by you. See what you think. And this is totally unscientific. It's just my experience. But but I've been, um, you know, basically by mid 1994, I've been in a position to quote unquote hire and supervise people in one form or fashion right. based on, based on my professional experience. Um, and then obviously personal experience to some extent, but primarily personal or professional. So I'm a big 80, 20 guy. Like I, I, every time I ever looked at it, it just always works. So I'm going to lean on that one big time. So, so I think if you take a hundred people and you, any, any hundred people, random hundred people, at least in the U S I mean, like I'll stick only to the U S that's my experience. Right. So in the U S you take a hundred people and you say, do you want to be an all-star top performer, whatever, like 20%, 20 of them are just knuckleheads and they'll say no. Like they think they're afraid. I mean, whatever. They, there's, there's some catch or they're whatever. just assholes. They're just, yeah. they're the assholes on that thank monkey you. survey, yeah. you know, yeah. like, yeah, thank you. So <laughs> we'll set them aside. So now we got 80 left that at least said yes. Okay. If you look at those 80 people, right. 80% of those 64 of them, right. They're going to have some version of this going on in their head is they'll have said yes. But then if you watch what they do, like turn down the volume and just watch what they do, what they're doing is some version of once I get an all-star top performing, blah, blah, blah opportunity, then I'll be an all-star top performer or whatever. Right? Mm, love so it. Those 64 people say, thanks for trying, but no, go away. Now we got 16 people left out of the original hundred. And this is, this is just, a, you got to tell me whether you think this works or not. I, 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 I already know where you're going with it, but I love it. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> the team that are left, they show up and it doesn't matter if they're cleaning toilets or talking to the president of the United they're gonna States. They're going to win. They bring their best game, right? And every once in a blue moon, they're actually in, you know, you take that 20%, there's 3.2 people. Let's call it four because you can't have a 0.2 person, at least not yet, right? Um uh, right. So you take four people and in any given situation, they will be actually the world best because they're uniquely qualified and they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. But those other 12 that even though they're not completely doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing, will still be top performers, top yeah. performers, no matter what, performers, everywhere they go, everywhere they go, everywhere they go, like everywhere they go. Right. And, and I think that's what you saw in that waiter was mm-hmm. a top performer. It didn't matter what he was doing. He's a top performer. He's just going to win. He's yeah. like, I get better tips if I do this circus trick with the memory. It blows everyone mm-hmm. away. That's how I get more money, right? Like, right. And the reason, and I, and the more I had conversations with him, um, and this has come from a different part of the world, right? Where there was a lot of hatred, a lot of stuff, and you wouldn't be able to tell. And you're just grateful for an opportunity to be able to to have the what he had right there. Most people are like, man, fuck chilies yeah. or whatever. You know, I'm. It, it, that proves the whole point of a lot of prospective buyers and your customers. Everyone has a story, man. Chick-fil-A had a phenomenal commercial at one point. And that's another thing I'm going to write down. I'm going to send you that. You're going to love this, Dan. Yeah. There's a Chick-fil-A commercial. I don't know where it was, but this, it, it had played this, of course, like the, the the sad music and shit. But then it played music and it showed like the guy going walking up and ordering a chicken sandwich. And he's like, um, 
first day, uh, first time, well, first his um, first anniversary with his wife, um, he just lost after 50 years of marriage. And the next person um, uh, just lost his his daughter to cancer or something. And it, it kept going. It's a, and it just said, everyone has a story. Yeah. Yeah. I was a power. I was powerful. Yeah. So that, I want everyone to, I want people at home really listening. I'm so blessed, man, that so many people tune in for the show. And I just really want people to really grasp that concept and just think about the other person for a second and just think about how did they get here? Mm -hmm. And if you just imagine that, and then now you have something to ask them. It's like going the first date and like not knowing what you're talking about. <laughs> like yeah. you don't know have you ever seen these people? Like, uh, yeah. how do you not know what questions to ask? Are you like I, I'm just just curious? Like, why did they name you Dan? Is there a yeah. story behind that? Yeah. What does the T come from? Is it yeah. you know like yeah? Why do you like tattoos? Why do you feel that you know? You see, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. yeah. it's not that difficult. <laughs> no, make, make it all about them. And yeah, that and they and people say oh, I don't want to talk. I don't like talk about myself. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll actually say that to people. Bullshit. You're full of shit. You're just not well, in the right room. Well, I'll give you this one and you can use this one a lot, man. So All right, please. It's originally from Drake, right? So being humble doesn't work as well as being aware, right? Like It's true. Not, I am I am not humble, but knowing that I'm not humble gets me much closer to humble than people that are uh, that lack their awareness of, uh, you know, and, and, and because of my wackadoodle personality, right? obvious, but like there's some quiet, arrogant people and it goes back to, I hate ringing the bell on this, but it really is a special snowflake thing, man. Like there's a bunch of quiet technician mm. business people that are very quietly arrogant about how special their business is. Mm -hmm. and I'll oh, I love, I love getting in rooms with these people. Yeah. And they, they, I love when they try to tell me like they invented fucking fire or something. Excuse my language. You know, I, I, I'm just very passionate. Sometimes it comes out, but like, they invented fire when they're telling me about their business. I'm like, yeah, that's that company. And like, no, it's our company. What makes us different? Like, listen, I'm already tuned you out. Like, I really don't give a shit at this time. Like, yeah. I'm like, did you see that girl that just walked by? Like, that, that's more interesting than this, this conversation. I mean, like what girl? I'm like, exactly the points. Like, this, I, there wasn't even anybody over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, it yeah. doesn't really matter to me because like i love that when the, the person you're, you're like you're hired when she told you if you don't know your vision you can't articulate that yeah, it's yeah. a good reason your staff is not going to yeah. no no like no. people ask me like what do you do for a living change lives simple next question yeah, yeah. oh would you like to know how <laughs> see my point ever just i was just talking about this and i don't know if you're on instagram but um i did a, like my team clipped a uh, training that I did. It wasn't a training. It was just me kind of talking about Winjet, kind of like early promoting it before July 1st. Yep. So, and I was like, so if you're a content creator, this is for you. And I went through a bunch of them. Right. Um, and I said something like, you know, it's like one heartbeat, one mission, one outcome. Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds great, but I, that's, that's my life. I live and die by that. That's one, the yeah. first plan and point of attack right from the beginning. I need to get everybody in one heartbeat, one mission, one outcome. Once I get you in cadence, yeah. And get you beating off that one rhythm of that drum. Yeah. Now the next part. Okay, great. That's the same method in the military. We teach you how to march. Teach you how to line up. Get into cadence. Once that happens, then I move on to the next one. Then I'm going to make collect like so. I'm going to do things by community first. Community could be obviously within your community, within your staff, within everybody. Then you can collaborate on the best methods possible to make a collective impact positively in the world. And if you keep moving on that path. 
that's where the radical transformation comes. Then you just keep moving, keep growing, keep learning. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, I did it on a training and everyone was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you thought these are just punchlines and shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, this is my method. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I think we're we're the we're brothers from another mother. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. I can't. We gotta do some more stuff together, man. You get that show up yeah. and whatever you want to do, man. I would love to be like I don't know. Come back, come on, guest on your show and talk about this. This we are. We're so aligned with our methodologies. Yeah. Um, I just think it's something great, and I that's my favorite thing to talk about. You could tell how long we've been talking. I love sales, but yeah, I really don't get people to actually understand that way of thinking when it comes to this, because it's not sales. Did we, did we hit with people with a close this whole call? Yeah. No. Nope. Wouldn't you know it anyways, but I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for coming on and blessing the listeners with all the knowledge and information that you shared and anything I could do for you. Just please let me know. I look at every person that comes on the show because I don't invite everybody to come on the show that, we're now personal friends, even if you like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't hear from you in a month, I'll, I'll you know, I'll, either I'll send you a message. If you don't respond to that, I'll, I'll have somebody on my team stalk you down, or I'll send you a box with a with a a, a, a dummy grenade in it. You know, <laughs> it's like, right sorry, do I got your attention now? Like, call me back. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, but I appreciate, it, man. Anything else you want to? I'm um, obviously my staff put all this stuff in there. Anything you want to, like, really have the listeners go follow you because we can text 843-396-2104. So our texting community, um, you highly, suge- highly suggest you do it as well. So that we can, the feedback that we get, we get a lot of feedback. We'll put it in folders and that in the way we can just forward it over to you. You can respond to whatever you want to do. So any other ways that you want our, our listeners to come and follow you? Yeah. So I, I think for me right now, everything is on LinkedIn. So Dan T okay. on LinkedIn. So if something sounded interesting regarding point to point, you can find us there on the sales side, kick side. Um, you can find us there. And then um, it, it's, uh, it's, it's real when I say I want to help people. Right. So if, if, uh, if you're, I mean, I, I would have never thought that rolling burritos and a global uh, mm. recession would have set me up to be prepared for a global pandemic, but it turns out that it did. So if you're not really sure what to do as the lights come back on, I, I mean, I'll, I'll eat my own dog food. I, I, I'm, I'm willing to help. If you think I could be helpful, reach out. I'd love to continue the conversation. I mean, I, I, I love the game, primarily business, but I love the game of helping people figure out what it is they want and how to get it. Like, I, I just, I love it. I love it. Love if, if, uh, if I can be helpful, please let me know. Awesome. Great stuff, man. Appreciate again. Be well, be you, be great guys. Don't do anything we do, but just one thing you should do is do something. I mean, just like go make a move, do something in the world. (laughs) If it's moving a needle, do something. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, take care. Peace out. This broadcast is brought to you by WinCheck Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there.